You could be anywhere doing anything. But you're hanging out with us. And we appreciate that. So with that being said, wherever you're listening and however you're listening, we've got to thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another exciting episode of The Game Plan. Alex Goodwin is the name. Follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in Tom, S as in Sam, M. Kennedy Miller as in Magic. Oh, that's a good one. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? You can find me at underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore Kennedy as in the former president and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Miller underscore. All right, all right. You know, Kennedy, sometimes, some weeks we come in here and we're like, you know, we real thin on topics, you know. Right. We're going to have to make a dollar out of 15 cents this week. Mm-hmm. And last night, I, as I was just in my head mentally thinking, like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, seems like another dollar out of 15 cents kind of week. Mm-hmm. It's a little skimp. You know, we, you know, you, you know when you're, if you have like a dry peanut buddy trying to make a sandwich and you're getting the last... Right, bit on the knife, trying, trying to just, get as much as you can. Oh, trying to get as much as you can. I thought it was gonna be another week like that. But thank you, Magic Johnson. So Magic Johnson, Irvin Magic Johnson, president of the Lakers. He decides last night he's gonna quit his job, and um, his reasons seem kind of vague. Uh, he wants to go back to having fun. He feels handcuffed he he was just out there rambling for about 45 minutes and i was just like um this doesn't seem somebody's lying here because he said it wasn't about they said genie bus gave him the authority to fire luke walton because at first that's what i thought it was about like he wants to fire luke she don't want him to fire luke but they're like nah she was like nah you can fire luke walton Right? right i'm like so if it's not luke why'd you quit magic and then he got to talking about how, you know, isn't, this isn't fun and this whole nine yards. I'm like, dude, you're an NBA executive. If you want to have fun, you can go to the Magic Johnson Theater and watch us, right? Magic. Like, they said he didn't do very much scouting. He wasn't really in the office very much. He was talking about the backstabbing and all of that. And they were th- saying some of that came from uh, GM Rob Palenka. He used to show up sometimes. Where is Magic? Where is Magic? Being a bit condescending. I, somebody's lying here, right? Kennedy Miller, as a Laker fan, you've you've gone through a lot in the past few months. It feels like when you made that prediction, the Lakers were going to the conference finals. That seems like months, years ago. That's when it all fell down. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. Okay. But I know that it's not a good look for the organization going forward. You stepping down at this moment. Literally right before the offseason. Well, right when your offseason started because that's the last game of the year for you. And now you're supposed to be wooing free agents when you didn't know that your president of basketball operations is stepping down. Nobody knew about it. He met with Jeannie Buss for three hours. He met with LeBron. On Saturday. On Saturday. None of them were aware of this. So my big thing is where do you go from here with – the thing with the way that he's left the organization. Yeah. Uh, because he, I mean, you look at the things that he's done, and for the most part, I supported, you know, he gets a lot of flack for trading Lou Williams, 
But, I mean, he got a first-round pick out of it. And I think before Lou Williams was splashed on the scene, we always knew he could score. Yep. But before, you know, he's playing with Doc Rivers and playing with the Clippers, it's like, okay, well, if I'm trading a undersized guard who's a little bit past his prime. Volume score. Volume score. Why not get a first-round pick? And so, I mean, I was I was kind of okay with it. I was okay with the Lonzo Ball pick. Um, I wasn't. I was okay with it um, because I knew – I knew what he was going to bring to the table. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't a dynamic scorer. He wasn't, you know, the most athletic kid. But he knew how to play basketball. And if his dad wasn't in the way, I would say, then he would have clearly been a, a, still a top three prospect. And nobody would have given him as much flack as he's gotten because his dad hyped him up so much. Like As far as Lonzo goes, right, I think some of this is like people who like basketball people, like us right. who actually watch the games – You'd have known Lonzo about to come in the league and like light this Joker up. Like he is a lot more Jason Kidd than he is Kevin Durant. Right. Right. So there was part of that, right? But in my own head, I cannot see like passing up Jason Tatum to take a Lonzo ball. Right? Like I I can't. Like I can't justify that in my own head. Well, I mean, Jason Tatum was a top prospect, obviously. Yeah. Tatum should have been a number one overall pick. Not over Markel Fultz. Now we can say it in hindsight now, but I mean, even then, I was I was Tatum all the oh, way. Oh no, I I I was Jason Markel Tatum. Fultz from the jump was the number one prospect, and that didn't that didn't change if they won ten games like they did or if they won twenty five. He was the complete package of a point guard coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball was second because basketball people thought he played the game the right way. And in college, his jump shot wasn't a question. He shot 40% from three in college. So he had all the tools. Big point guard, six foot six, you know, could pass it really well, pushed it ahead, always made the right pass, knocked down big shots. And, you know, then there was Jason Tatum. But back to Magic, he lets Brooke Lopez walk, which I thought was questioning if you're going to bring in LeBron. I was kind of okay with – Letting Julius Randle go because LeBron's coming is kind of like a similar styles. They're both like bull in a china shop type guys. Both put their head down and try and score. Yeah. So I didn't know how that would fit together. But he's blossomed in so, New Orleans. And he, he's blossomed. And so initially I was like, okay, you know, you can let him go. But I thought I really thought they were about to get DeMarcus Cousins at that point. Yeah. I thought they were letting him go to sign somebody else. Um, D'Angelo Russell. That's the big one. That's a big one. I, the thing with D. Russell is, I think L.A. was too big for him at that point. I think he was young. He was charismatic. He loved to have fun. And I think, you know, with the whole Nick Young situation, obviously you take the younger player. But we don't know what went on in that locker room after that, but we knew that it was some turmoil and that yeah. relationships had been shattered. Yeah. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, Brooklyn might have been the best situation for D'Angelo Russell to blossom. Like, we always knew he was talented. I remember coming when he was coming out of Ohio State, his comparisons were Harden and Steph Curry, a mix of Harden and Steph Curry. Yeah. And so we always knew he was talented. It was just, could he put it all together? And he's done it. And he, he's done it. He's done it, and kudos to him. Now it's like with Magic, what the roster now like yeah like i was looking at it right now because he said bi was untouchable he said brandon was untouchable 
And then everybody's touchable for Anthony Davis. I mean, would they not be? And so, they, as they should be. And so it was like then, okay, well, we're supposed to fire Luke Walton. You wanted to fire him. And Jeannie didn't want to fire him, but that's not why you left. So are we firing Luke, Luke Walton? Or, yeah, like, that's my deal. And the, my biggest point, my thought is this, right? You can't bring Luke Walton back to coach this team, right? Because he seems to be the center of this entire rift. Right. Between uh, Magic and Jeannie. And anybody can say what they want. He said, you know, we love we love Luke. This is about Luke Walton, right? And he can say he had the authority to, like, Jeannie gave the okay to fire Luke Walton or whatever the case happens to be. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they said the big issue they had was Luke kind of refused to bulk up the staff because Magic didn't believe in Luke Walton's ability to develop young players. Because we've seen what, like you said, Julius Randle has blossomed into in New Orleans and what D'Angelo Russell has done in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball this year took a bit of a step back, right? Lonzo Ball didn't progress. And, you know, with young players and just life in general, growth isn't always linear. Right, but the only thing Lonzo noticeably improved on was a jump shot. He went from shooting under twenty under twenty percent to he's about thirty thirty one. Right, and like, but everything else really either stayed constant or kind of went down. But if we're looking at, at numbers wise, you got to factor in the LeBron effect. Like he, he's not going to have the ball as much in his hands. He did shoot the ball better playing next to, to LeBron. LeBron. Yep, and he he put on about ten to fifteen pounds. That's true. Now I think. You know, I think he needs one more summer to, to work on his game. And I think that he needs to get into a more aggressive mindset. Because we saw games where he played well with LeBron out. Yeah. That we didn't see sometimes when LeBron was in the lineup next to him. Like, you're an NBA player too. You can play well too. I mean, it was a specific game against Oklahoma City where LeBron didn't play. They're in Oklahoma City. They go into overtime. And... Lonzo Ball takes over, yeah. and he hits some big shots down the stretch on Russell Westbrook and guards him on the other end to win that game. And it's like, dude, I need to see it. more of that. And, I mean, that's, that's my thing with um, the whole organization is where do we go from here? What is the direction now? Who do, we, who do you even hire in that job? Yeah, like – like somebody said, do you dissolve that job or do you uh, keep it? Va- or do you dissolve that president of basketball operations job, right? right? Or do you hire somebody to put in that spot, right? And if you want to hire somebody, right? Who on earth can you possibly hire that would want to take this job? Jerry West with the Clippers. Who? Uh, David Griffin is out there. That's a LeBron guy, but you know, Jeannie already had issues, you know, with the Luke. She didn't want to fire Luke Walton initially, and didn't, you know, was kind of reticent, and you know, looking at a Mark Jackson or a uh, Ty Lue because she didn't want the appearance that LeBron James is picking the coach. So if David Griffin were to get the GM, were to get the GM job or the president of basketball operations job, it would, you know, that appearance might be there. Do you just keep Rob Palenka as the GM because? This getting free agents. If your goal is to get free agents this summer, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Because this right here is a dumpster fire. Right. And you know, the David Griffin obviously is should be a candidate because he was the GM that got that helped the Cavs get their 2016 title. 
Um, you know, they've talked about, you know, trying to lure the, like, lead assistants uh, from Daryl Morey in Houston or Danny Ainge in Boston, maybe trying to go after, like, Bob Myers from Golden State. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be tough. And this organization with Magic and Palenka was word around town is nobody liked them. I mean, everybody likes Magic. But Don't people, nobody like Rob. People were rooting for them to fail because, for one, Magic is not a president of basketball operations. This is not his expertise. He's an NBA legend. He's a Hall of Famer, greatest point guard to ever play. And people were saying, like, he's not a he's not a grinder. He's not going to be the, the guy that's going to be in Spain watching some unknown kid play. He wasn't even at the Final Four. I mean, like, he's, he's never in his office. He's not going to be out there trying to find the, diamond um, the, in the hidden rough. gems, the diamond in the roughs. Like, he doesn't have those relationships. What Magic was there for was to be able to sit down in these meetings with Kevin Durant, with Kawhi Leonard, with Jimmy Butler, and to tell them, this is the place to be. Put the rings on the table. You win here, and you're going to be a star forever. You can be in as many commercials, as many endorsements as you want. We'll come here in L.A. playing for the Lakers. And he quit. Now, with Rob Palenka, the same narrative was there. Is that, okay, you was Kobe Bryant's agent. You arrogant. Why did, why did you get a general manager job? Why do you deserve one? They said because Jeannie loves Kobe. And they said Jeannie didn't really want to fire Kobe because, not fire Kobe, but fire Rob or, you know, have an issue with Rob because that's Kobe's guy, you know, which makes me beg the question, why on earth are you, these are two people who should not have been, who, my thing with Magic was if Magic's sole job was to help attract free agents, you create a position, special advisor to the owner, where all Magic has to do is pop up in the meetings and drop his rings on the table like Pat Riley did to LeBron in 2010. Like, to where he's not involved in the day-to-day. Like, in my other problem was this. Just off the rip, when they hired Magic, I was like, you know, Magic has way too many other interests in, like, money tied up and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, Magic's not going to be fully invested in this here. And sure enough, he wasn't. And... Now, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I feel like we can get to a second segment on this about what, what this team does going forward with free agents and the whole nine yards. But my thought when, was when Magic said he – we found Genie Buzz found out when the rest of us found out. And he said he didn't have the heart to tell her face-to-face or whatever the case happens to be. Kennedy Miller, take this from a man who's had a woman break up with him via text message, right? And later – Months later down the road, the woman tells me she didn't, like, to the T, this is, you know, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. I don't hear from you for a few days, and then, boom, I'm not interested in pursuing this any further. And Magic, it was like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to hurt her. You know, you always, people, they'll say that, I didn't want to hurt you, whatever the case happens to be. It is really funny. People that don't want to hurt you, somehow they find, like, the worst way to do something. Like, you don't want to hurt something, yet you hurt them in the worst possible way you can by handling this like a child. Like, Magic comes out of this looking really, really, really bad here. And I can't I can't think of a time when anybody's ever just been like, like the day before the season's over. You have, they had exit meetings today. 
They got quit. There's got to be more to this story. There's got to be. I, I mean, I think more stuff will unravel as the, the weeks and months go by. But as far as that press conference goes, I mean, he laughed. He cried. <laughs> you know, he, he basically said now that I don't have this job, I can tweet. You know, like like that's supposed to be like such a relief. Um, I mean, it, it, now I can congratulate like Russell Westbrook. Now, here's the thing. When he first got the job, I was totally excited. Because I'm like, this is a man who's been around Lakers success. He knows what it is. And he knows what the Lakers need to do. I was happy about it. I was happy about them getting big names. I was like, Palenka has been linked with the Lakers before. Kobe's agent. Yeah, I, I think even in that same offseason, they had hired a Kardashian, like a former Kardashian trainer to, to be on their staff. Oh, oh, oh. At this point, I'm tired of all the big names. Get people who are going to get the job done. I don't care who you go after. I don't care. I don't care who you go after. At this point, somebody just needs to be in there that is fully capable of doing the job and can get the job done. So you need to you need to go out and fix it. Because you got to get free agents this summer. You got to get one. If you strike out on every free agent, it it will really be a dumpster fire. Got to leave it right there, Kennedy. Got to leave it right there. You're going to be right back, but Everybody, don't you worry. We got more on Magic Johnson and what this means for LeBron James and free agency and the Lakers next season. Don't go anywhere. This is the game plan. I'm here with Kennedy Miller, the great. I'm just Alex Goodwin, the mediocre. Okay, just go to commercial. You See, I knew you was about to go. We'll be right back. gentlemen welcome back to the game plan alex goodwin is my name you can follow me on twitter at alex goodwin tsm again that's alex goodwin tsm t as in tacoma s as in seattle m as in manhattan kennedy you can find me on twitter at underscore kennedy miller underscore Underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy Miller, underscore. All right, all right. Last day we were talking about Magic Johnson just quitting his job. Right. Not even putting in his two weeks notice. Just saying, you know what? I quit. And it's gotten us to thinking, Kennedy. What does this mean long term for the Lakers? for their chance of getting free agents but right now at the moment most importantly LeBron James personally when I heard this news that Magic quit I said yo LeBron gotta be furious like he's gonna be furious when he finds this out because he signed a long term deal under the auspices that Magic Johnson would be there I don't think he signs a four year deal 
with no out clauses without having some trust in Magic Johnson, this is going to go well, right? Because if we remember when he went back to Cleveland, he kept signing those one-year deals. Basically, what it, sent, what it amounted to one-year deals, he kept opting out, opting out, opting out, opting out. And that's just to keep, make sure keep Dan Gilbert on his toes. Like don't 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 think for a second I won't leave. I done done it before. Right. And now, like he sounded like we go. I'm gonna be here for four years. You know, we are gonna figure out how we are gonna attract other free agents to get here with the young guys. We are gonna make this whole thing work. You know that because that was Magic's entire job was to attract free agents to be a figurehead. Mm. Now that you don't have the figurehead there. And we're talking about a basketball team that's headed toward an uncertain future. I personally don't think Luke Walton can stand in front of his basketball team again mm-hmm. and, and be viewed as a credible coach because clearly you was about to lose your job, right? Right. Clearly, people in the organization, they don't have very much confidence in you. Clearly, they want somebody else. They think somebody else can coach this team better than you can. And to be fair, I think they can too. Because I can anybody can any of us think of one thing Luke Walton does well outside of being liked by Jeannie Bus? I can't. Yeah, his rotations are booty cheeks. Uh, he can't seem to put together like a good lineup half the time, and sometimes like these are just some half brain decisions you're making. So, what do you do on that front? If you're LeBron James, you may be stuck here. At the end of your career, and he's still a very, very productive player. He led the team in points, rebounds, and assists. And played, I want to say, he played 50-some-odd games this year? Yes. He's still, well, I think he's now on the down swing of his career. He's still an extremely productive player. And he's going to spend potentially the last good productive years of his career in mediocrity, because if they don't fire Luke Walden, which by all me, which by all accounts they may not, Genie Bus hasn't quite decided that yet. He could be in here stuck with a guy who doesn't seem like he has a talent to develop players, right? Because D'Angelo Russell leaves and gets better, Julius Randle leaves and does exponentially better, right? Ingram, like outside his scoring averages go going up, Kuzma didn't take that big leap. You know, Lonzo, same thing. Josh Hart, like, these seem to be decent players. And then what if they can't attract free agents? Like, Kennedy Miller, I'm going to ask you this question as a Laker fan. And, you know, I know you've, been, you've gone through a lot these past few months. You've gone through so much. Right. Do you think you guys are going to be able to land a Kawhi Leonard, a DeMarcus Cousins, a Klay Thompson, a Kyrie Irving, a Kimball Walker, a Jimmy Butler, like one of those seven guys, it's gonna to be tough because a lot of those guys are already linked to other teams. Lakers aren't linked to anybody. Kawhi Leonard's linked to the Clippers. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are linked to the Knicks. Um, you know, it, it's it's going to be tough because in a span of two months, maybe less than two months, you're going to have to sell to guys i'm trying to give you a max deal for you to be here three or four years and we are a competent organization we have a a direction that we want to go in and everybody's 
on that same page. Right now, everybody's not on the same page because the president just walked out. President of Basketball Operations just walked out. Um, we don't even know who's going to be the head coach. We don't know who's going to be on the team uh, come July 1st when Anthony Davis becomes available again. So, you know, there's a lot of unknowns surrounding the Lakers that need to be known to attract guys here because in reality – the Clippers are a better destination right now. Better coach. Better coach, better organization. They're going to make West. the playoffs. Um, the Knicks are a better destination right now. They are. Now, because that made me think about something. Outside of acquiring LeBron James, right? Right. Which I don't really attribute to Magic Johnson or Rob Palenka. In my opinion, LeBron James like wanted to be in Los Angeles for his own business interest and his own business reasons. Like this had very little, I think, to do with basketball. And of course, they had some young talent there, so they were like, "All right, this makes it this this can work on the floor." Mm-hmm. But I think LeBron went to LA for business reasons, right? Like Boo Boo the Fool could have been the GM, right? So and so. If not for signing LeBron James, they are these an equivalent dumpster fire to the New York Knicks that they've been for the last seven, eight years. Once, the, the, once Phil Jackson got the job, the Knicks have the most cap space. That's they true. Have their most, they have the biggest chance of getting the number one pick, so getting Zion Williamson. And other than their owner, who's a terrible owner, they have people around their organization that. People like around the NBA. Scott Perry. People like him as a GM. Fizz. David Fisdale. He's a player's coach. So it, it's more appealing than the Lakers because they actually have some certainty. They actually might get Zion Williamson, which might be traded for Anthony Davis. You know what I mean? So it's it's more upside for New York right now than it is for the Lakers. That that is true. Same with the same with Brooklyn. They got D'Angelo Russell, Spencer Dinwiddie, maybe the un- most underrated backcourt in the NBA. Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. Um, Joe Harris got one to three-point shootout. They got a lot of young pieces. They're making the playoffs. So these, these spots all can offer one to two max-year deals and are all more attractive to L.A. And the reason – L.A., excuse me. So you're going with no. No, no max guys. Do you, you, do you think you get any of Kimba Walker? Let's, let's I think you would have a chance at getting Kimba, Jimmy Butler. Kyrie Irving? It, it's reported that Kyrie was going to go be to, with L.A. Okay. But is that with Magic? Maybe DeMarcus Cousins. I was going to say, I think they have a better shot of getting a second-tier guy, you know, a Tobias Harris. Maybe, but then uh, you're going to have to overpay. Yeah, but, I, but you know, you have right. A, right. But the thing is with the Lakers and what we've seen them do in the past few years, like people have passed on that Los Angeles Lakers because due to this incompetence, LaMarcus Aldridge, what does that mean with the Lakers when Kobe Bryant said essentially that LaMarcus can play second fiddle to a 37-year-old Kobe Bryant coming off an Achilles tear in a, in a labrum injury? Like that was ridiculous. Right, and like, they didn't have – they hadn't beefed up their analytics department. Yeah, so they, they, so they missed on LaMarcus Aldridge. Missed – on Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. Missed on LeBron James. 
I'm missing a few guys. Am I not in Demar Derozan? Demar Derozan, Paul George, uh, 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 Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, we can go down the list in the past six or seven years of guys they flat out whiffed on, and people do not want to come play for an organization that yeah the Lakers are great, like they are a marquee franchise in the NBA. They are. Can I make the argument, Kennedy Miller? You're a Cowboy fan. The Lakers are yes. to the NBA what the Cowboys are to the NFL. Yes. They are the national brand. Yes. And it doesn't matter how much of a national brand that you are and how much of a symbol that you are to the league and how much it the weather would be great in Los Angeles. If you are a terrible organization, an inept organization, LaMarcus Aldridge went to San Antonio, Okay. Paul George decided he was going to stay in Oklahoma City. Right. And, I mean, it's because of that way now is because back when, back in the day, you know, you go to L.A., Boston, you go to a major city like that, and you get your name out, you get more exposure, you get to build your brand, you get to have endorsements. Now you can do that anywhere. True. You get, like Giannis – is about to be the face of the NBA in Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Like, it, it you can you can get your money, you can establish your brand, you can get all your endorsements in Milwaukee, in Toronto, in Port, wherever San you want to go. Everything is the same now, so it's a different playing field. You're going, you can't just rely on your history anymore. You can't just rely on 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 just saying, okay, well, come to Staples Center, look at the banners. That's what that's what we got. Be a part of it. A lot of people ain't built like that no more. It's like, what can you do for me? And now, what can you do for my brand? And the Lakers need to fix their front office if they if they have any hopes of getting a guy that actually pushes the needle. If if, if Kimball Walker comes, he pushes a, the needle. That's a, I don't know if he pushes that needle though. I don't know if he makes them championship contenders. No, he I mean, make they're they're gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, they should have made the playoffs this year. So I mean that that wouldn't to me that's not pushing the you needle. You say you saying push them into the needle of like contenders, true Make, contenders, true contenders. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying there. Jimmy Butler's not gonna push that needle. I feel like I think Jimmy Butler would play would like embrace the challenge of playing next to LeBron. James. He he would embrace it like his Jimmy's a dog. But okay, so you're bringing a, in a guy that you're gonna have to pay him a lot of money now. Oh yeah, Jimmy won. He's Jimmy gonna get his money. I don't money. know how he fits in locker room. I don't know how he's going to fit, fit next to LeBron because Jimmy's going to call you out. He talked about it, you know, a couple of months ago playing with them Bulls. They should cuss each other out in practice. When he first got into the NBA, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, Joakim Noah, Lou Aldane. Boozer. Carlos Boozer. They just going back and forth in practice, cussing each other out. You know, they you should have this, this, and this. They're going to hold you accountable. LeBron can't be doing all his hands up in the air. Like, what are you doing? Walking Kyle away. Kyle Kuzma pushing him you into know, position. Passive aggressiveness. You're going to have to be ready to play. And so I think Jimmy's a fine player. I'm worried about how he'll be in the locker room. Things a little bit too temperamental. I I think, obviously, winning winning solves everything. So if, they, if, they, if they're winning, then it won't be bad. But don't let them lose three or four games in a row. Because LeBron is passive aggressive, and then Jimmy's going to Jimmy call ain't going to take it. You know, so it's going to be – and don't let Luke Walton still be the coach. Because Jimmy might cuss him out. Because it, it's really going to be bad. 
is he's he's used to Tom Thibodeau having him out there forty minutes a night just slaving on the <laughs> basketball court with him, Derrick Rose, just playing so like they break down. Tom Thibodeau religiously had his starters in longer than any other coach. Like never gave the bench a run. Just gonna run them into the ground. And so I think it'll be a lot of conflicts. I'd like to see it, especially if they can't get anybody else. But I'm gonna try and go after Kawhi. I'm gonna try and go after him. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and go after Demarcus Cousins. I'm gonna try and go after Kyrie Irving. I keep forgetting about him. The thing with Kyrie, they say Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant, like they're going to the Knicks. That's the story, right? That they're going to the Knicks, and from Rick Buecher from the Athletics, I think it was Bleach Report, right? Said basically they're just trying to figure out which one of them is going to sign first, which one of them looks like the leader, which one of them looks like the follower. I'm like, can't you sign? Can't you both sign at the same time? And so, honestly, that's the first domino that needs to fall for the Lakers. Is Durant. Him leaving. Because when he leaves, them being contender helps. Because Golden State is not the overwhelming favorite. That That is true. Like, that is true. Now, I still don't think Golden State ever really need, ever needed Kevin Durant for the no. regular season. Golden State is still going to be contenders now. Yeah. They're, they should... I would say if KD and Kyrie went to the Knicks and they drafted Zion and I guess the league kind of remained the same. That's a playoff team. Golden State should still be the favorites to win the championship. Yeah. What I'm saying is with Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors, they are not the – we all fully expect the Warriors to win championship this year, and I don't expect anybody to even take them to a game seven. Without Kevin Durant, we think people can put up a fight because we've seen people put up a fight just with that squad that they have. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so with him leaving, maybe you, if you can get a Jimmy Butler, maybe the younger guys develop, maybe they get a better coach with him too. I think they'd have a fighting chance with him. Okay. You know, I mean, like if LeBron and Kyrie come together, they have, you know, they still got Brandon Ingram, Kuzma. They, maybe they take a step forward. Uh, maybe. Do you play Lonzo Ball off the ball? If you get Kyrie Irving, do you, do you play Kyrie off? See, if I if I know that Kyrie's coming, then I explore trading Lonzo Ball. Because I still think I can get a good, something for him. a good deal for Lonzo Ball. Brandon Ingram is going to be tougher because he just got the blood clots. So, I uh, think Ingram has the highest ceiling of all of those guys. And a quick point about those guys, after the All-Star break, they started playing really well. Brandon Ingram had upped his points a game. Kyle Kuzma had upped his points a game. And Lonzo Ball was playing well before he got injured. Yeah. Like he – like people forget the game he got injured against Houston. He was playing really well. They were up by 20 largely in Houston largely because of how well Lonzo Ball was playing. Yeah. He's a really good player, and I would not trade him for less value. But if you're getting Uncle Drew – you might as well get him. I'm putting a stamp on because there's no Ball. reason to keep a number two overall pick coming off the bench as your backup point guard. And I don't think he can shoot shoot well enough to play off. Nor does his, nor does his game translate well enough for him to play off the ball. That's true. We're gonna leave it right there. Has this been therapy for you? Also, kidding? they they still need to try and get Anthony Davis. And I, I hope that the Celtics lowball him and they feel disrespected and they fired. Bastard Dale Dimps because he didn't do his job right. And they said, we need to get Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Say that one more time. That bastard Dale Dimps. Boy, I tell you. 
Boy, we had him right. They off. What what did you say, Alex? How much? What did they offer? What did they offer? The house. Yep. The cars. Right. The kids and the dog. What? Just out of spite. Let's go to break. All right, you guys. 830-313-9888. That is the phone number. We will be right back. This is the game plan. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Is my name you can follow me on Twitter, Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, it's Alex Goodwin TSM. T as in Texas, S as in Seagoville. Seagoville. Seagoville, Texas, right outside of Dallas. Okay. M as in Madisonville. Bucky's. Yes, sir. I got you. I got you. Where can they find you, Kennedy? Underscore Kennedy Miller underscore underscore Kennedy. As in the former president, John F. And as in Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller. All underscore. All right. All right. So. They're gonna talk. It's gonna be a basketball. We just talking basketball all show today. Okay. And it was today. Tonight is Dwayne Wade's last game. You know, we got to clap it up for the legend one time. Clap it up for him. You know, had a triple double tonight. Yes. Put up more and three quarters up, too. And three quarters. Put up thirty last night mm-hmm. in Miami. But we're not going. We're not here to talk about that. Right. Last week, in the last week on NBA Countdown. Paul Pierce made the statement that he he said he was a better player than Dwayne better Wade. Better career. He had better, a better, better career, career than Dwayne Wade. And Twitter got to pardon my language. When it came to Paul Pierce over the weekend, on his ass they went. Right. Oh, they rolled Paul Pierce like Sea Biscuit. Good night. And folks talking like Paul Pierce just some idiot. He don't know what he's talking about. Like the statement he was just making was just outrageous. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think, I think Paul Pierce is wrong. Right. By the way, like, but I don't think what he was saying was just as just downright preposterous and blasphemous as everybody else was making it seem. Kennedy Miller, am I, am, you feel what I'm saying? Right. I would say that the statement is outrageous because there's no way that it could be right. But you and I understand what he was referring to. Not he had a better career, but he was a better player than Dwayne Wade. And that's his opinion. And he can think that way. He should. And he should think that way. He's the first Battle Hall of Famer. And I'm not sure if Paul Pierce doesn't think he's better than Michael Jordan. But what Paul Pierce was saying was, give me LeBron in his prime. Give me Shaq towards the end of his prime. Not the Shaq in Boston that walked up the court towards Achilles. But (laughs) give me the Shaq that Dwayne Wade got in Miami and – he would he would have as many accomplishments. The problem is is that the platform that he's speaking to, which is NBA Twitter, is a lot of guys that are you know Young. my age and younger. They don't really remember the Paul Pierce of the early two thousands giving that work to with everybody. nobody around him. Antoine, yeah, outside of Antoine Walker, like 
Right. We I can't mean, count Ray LaFrance, can we? He didn't have much. That Negro got stabbed one year and was still hooping. Came back and played. Came back and played, was still hooping. And I told you earlier, Paul Pierce is a certified bucket getter, one of the biggest shot makers that I've seen in my lifetime, and a guy that, as a LeBron fan, used to give me troubles. I hated him. I hated Paul Pierce. I hated Kevin Garnett, that ball-headed black man. I hated Ray Allen, that ball-headed black man. I hated I hated all those Boston Celtics. Doc Rivers. I couldn't stand him. How about Rondo? Oh, I hated him. I'm not going to say I, I – well, he dislocated his elbow one game, but he came back. They were some fighters, man. And Paul Pierce was the best player on that team, and he was the one that spearheaded it. I'll never forget the – Year that the Heat won the first championship, 2012, they ran through the West. I mean, they ran through the East. Yeah. I think they played Philly. Uh, no, they played the Knicks first. Then they played Indiana. Yeah. And then they played Boston. They won the first two games against Boston. Boston comes back, wins three in a row. And that third game in Miami, Paul Pierce came up. We needed a stop. And he hit that shot on LeBron's face, and he ran down the court and said, he can't guard me. He can't guard me. I said, this bastard. Um, but that Paul Pierce, man. Uh, by the way, the next game, which was game six, he only did score, I want to say, nine or 11 points when LeBron dropped 45. But that's another story for another day. Paul Pierce could put the ball in the bucket. And is, I would say at his position in his prime, I would say only LeBron was better than him. And LeBron no, or Melo? And I, I'd say LeBron Melo. I would say Melo is more talented. I would say Paul Pierce had the better career, and that we saw Paul Pierce put on, play better in bigger games. You know, we I'd saw Melo hit game winners in regular season, but we saw Paul do it in playoff time. Yeah, man. I think was that game. What year was that when it was a game? It was a game seven. I think it was two thousand and eight, and when Paul Pierce had forty. 45 in a playoff game against LeBron, game seven, in right. which the Celtics won. It was oh, I think it was 08. 08, yeah, because that's the year they 08. won the championship. When it was the year they won the championship. He gave him 41. He out-dueled LeBron James. And it, it's it's one of those – Paul Pierce is the only guy, one of the only guys to outplay Kobe in the final series. And he did it to LeBron in the playoffs. Yeah. Did it to LeBron consistently. Con- consistently. And it's like – you know, LeBron had to go to Miami. He had to retool. He had to learn a few things before he could get past those omens that were in Boston. And he, like I said, people, and I think the reason people are giving Paul Pierce such grief, people don't like, people just, Paul Pierce seems to just irritate people. Right. right. So this is more about if people actually seem to like Paul Pierce, it wouldn't be met with such ridicule. Right. Right. Because if we really look at Paul Pierce's career, man, this guy gave we give gave everybody buckets. Like remember his last uh that year he played in Washington, right? Playoff time came around. Paul Pierce was there. He was some the guy they he was the guy they John Wall and Bill were giving the ball to at the end of the, those some of those ball games. Like if you look at Paul Pierce's win shares, right? Getting win shares, the average is point one zero zero. I love this stat. Win shares per 48 minutes. Average is 0.100. Only two years Paul Pierce had below average win shares. 
two years. And that was his last two seasons in the NBA with the Clippers, .033 and .015. Other than that, every other year, like had a positive box plus minus every year except his last two years and in I, the league i think also great he player gets, he gets such negativity one because he's on the nba countdown and he has like no personality and no not not you know me. like he always kind of like he always is like what about me you know like he brings a, himself up too a much a couple of months ago he said he was a better wing shooter than than clay thompson and again i kind of see your point paul because i would say that you make bigger shots than clay but you're not a better shooter, shooter. overall than clay and so that's ignorant it, and and because the last thing that we remember about him being in the NBA and what a lot of people, younger kids remember now is that what Draymond Green said, you know. You ain't Kobe. You're not Kobe. You're not getting no farewell tour. And I was – really, that game, I was like, damn. Because I, I wanted the Clippers to win, obviously, because I'm not really a big fan of the Warriors. And I was like, man, it really That's sucks. That's a burn. It, it really sucks that Draymond got him like that. At the end of his career. Because Paul would have given him the work early on. Because we saw what he did to Al Harrington on the Pacers. Lit him up. He lit him up because Paul is like, he's one of those guys. He's not going to blow by you. He He's not the, the biggest or the strongest. He just knows how to put it in the he, – he knows how to put it in the bucket. It's the old man game, old man in the YMCA who has his shirt tucked – has a T-shirt tucked into his shorts with the right. tube socks on. Who's gonna get? Who's hooping in the Asics? Who's going to light you it's up? It's just it's crafty. It's a crafty style of basketball, and he he knows where his spots are, and he's going to get to them. And I was like, I I really hated that Paul is sitting on the end of the bench when Draymond said that, and and Twitter exploded with it. And so they've never been able to like he's never live been able down. to live that down. And you know I don't really think he ended his career the way that he wanted to. I think he should have always stayed in Boston. Um, but I mean, Danny Ainge traded him. That's true. I mean, it's true that he he did get traded. He didn't leave on his own, but you know, he just kind of he played well in Washington. He kind of floated around a little bit in Brooklyn for a couple of years. Went to Washington, then went to the Clippers, and so I really hate that he he did this because I don't want to compare him to Dwayne Wade because he's not better than Dwayne Wade. No, but he was a hell of a player. Yeah, like. I get, I feel like he's this generation's, him and Carmelo Anthony, real Dominique Wilkins vibes from both of them, right? Like, they are, well, Carmelo especially, with Dom, like Dominique, because Dominique never won anything, right? Great score, great player, you know, just electrifying to watch, but didn't win, right? Paul Pierce, great score, right? Just one of the, like, really good pure score. But I, I I can't responsibly put him ahead of Dwayne Wade. Because if you think about, it, like, greatest shooting guards in history, Mike is number one. Kobe. Kobe's two. Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. And then, because we're thinking about Pierce's Pierce. Some people say Pierce's a two. Some people say he's, he's a three. He's a small forward. So, 
it, it it's bad because now it's like the league is so is made up of so many small, small forwards. forwards. It's like LeBron is better than him. Durant, him and Durant is better than him. Bird, Bird. Um, I mean, you could maybe say Dr. J. Dr. J might be better than him. Scotty would have an argument against him. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it's so, and now you got Giannis coming up. You got Kawhi coming up. You know their careers aren't finished, so it, it's tough because the two guard um, is really thin. It's really thin. I, Iverson is I, Iverson better than Paul Pierce? No, because I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I'm just throwing it, throwing it out there. No. Okay. Iverson had one of the greatest three or four year stretches that we've seen, and he's more of an icon than Paul Pierce for everything that he did for basketball for the culture. Just really merging hip hop and sports right. together. Right. Yeah, but uh, I, I think Paul Pierce was a better basketball player. Uh, I was going to say another guy who I think people. It's one of the things like you had to be there to understand how big and how good this guy was, Tracy McGrady. Right. You Even had. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but go ahead. I, I can I'm, see. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry no, to, to no, ruin your point. Oh, oh no, you, you're cool. But, you're cool. But he, he, you to, all good. To your point. He he kind of revolutionized the game being that big on the on the wing and for how well he played. The only reason I say that he's not a Hall of Famer, I I don't think he wasn't a Hall of Fame talent. I think his career wasn't Hall of Fame you, worthy. You don't think it was too you don't think you thought you thought it was too short? Too short. Okay. Only superstar know never to get out the first round of the playoffs. Name me another. I was gonna say I was gonna say him and Melo in that way can kind of be kind of similar because Melo made it to the conference final. I want to say once, right? right. But like, because I know Melo, like him and Carmelo Anthony's career are very similar, right? It like is. outside of that one time, I think Melo made it to the conference finals. Like I can't think of too many times that the um, Denver Nuggets or the New York Knicks. Made it past the first round. They, I know the Knicks got to the second round once where they lost to the Pacers. Yeah, and another um, time. You're right. You, there was the time that Denver did. Excuse me, get to the conference finals, and they lost to the Lakers. They lost to the Lakers. I want to say they made it to the second round another time. All right, let's. All right, let's. Let, let, all right, we've got Wikipedia. I trust the Wikipedia friend but, here. Okay, one one more quick thing about Paul Pierce before we get on this Tracy McGrady. Okay, and I will say this in his defense. All right, if he did have a Miami Heat version of Shaq, and if he did have LeBron in his prime, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they would have won more. Like he would have won more than Dwayne Wade won. And so that's where I get it because I think better shooter. He, his game fit better with LeBron specifically Cause he's, than cause, Dwayne Because Paul Pierce is a better three-point shooter. LeBron better fits better shooter. Uh, you know, same mental toughness. LeBron needs that guy next to him that's not afraid to take the big shots and, you know, has really no conscience when it comes to, to shooting and scoring the ball. And so, you know, them both being wings, especially in this NBA, I think they would have fit better together. And they it would have fit more seamlessly. Like with him and D Wade, they were both slashers, not the biggest three point shooters, and so they had a tough time kind of adjusting at first with each other. Yeah. But I think Paul and LeBron would have been really good. Yeah. So all right, Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Oh three oh four, they made it to the playoffs, losing the first round four one. Next year, lost to the Spurs in the first round four one. Next year, 
Third seed, lost to the Clippers, 4-1. Next year after that, lost to the Spurs in the first round, 4-1. Next year after that, lost to the, Lakers, to the Lakers in the first round, got swept. Year after that, they made it to conference finals, beat New Orleans, beat Dallas, lost to the Maver- lost to the Lakers excuse me, in the conference finals. After that, lost to the Jazz in the first round, lost to the Thunder in the first round. And I want to say that was Carmelo Anthony's last year with the team. Okay. 10-11. I think that was his last year with the team. I think so, too. And so, pass after that, like like I said, Carmelo Anthony did not make it out of the first round much. Right. But he got out twice. Uh, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not much of a, like, mellow Carmelo. Mellow Carmelo. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mellow and Tracy McGrady. Like, great scores. Right. Great, like, pure scores but how much and my thing also with Tracy is I I feel like he didn't do it long enough as well I mean his back gave out on him by the time he turned 28 yeah and um my this is my personal criteria for Hall of Fame okay either you were in the NBA and you were gave steady production Mm -hmm. for 10 to 15 years you know over a decade okay or you, or also you could be a contributor to a championship team multiple times. Hmm. So, you know, when we talk about Robert Ory. I was about to bring him up. When we talk about Robert Ory. Okay. I don't know if there's, a, like, I don't know if he should be in the actual Hall of Fame. Because, I mean, his numbers don't show it. Mm-hmm. But his production as a role player was Hall of Fame worthy. Because he helped. Hall of Fame guys get those rings. Derek Fisher the same way. Like I don't respect Derek Fisher as a man. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, oh yeah. Well yeah. He's a dirty Mac. But you know these guys were pivotal pieces to four or more championships. Mm-hmm. And true. so that deserves a place somewhere. It's not like oh well, they, you know they they were good. You you know somebody goes back and looked at numbers. Well they weren't that good. If you knew, you knew. Because yeah. you knew that if the ball got kicked to D-Fish or the Ory. ball found Robert Ory, they was going to knock it down. So, would you question, would you put Rick Fox in the Hall of Fame? Maybe. I don't I don't know. It, it's not up there with, you know, Ory and, and Fisher. But he did play roles for it, multiple championship teams. Okay. Um, oh, by the way, I just looked it up. Uh, Carmelo Anthony made it out of the first round one time with the Knicks. So, he made it out of the first so round twice. 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 So his career resume is not terribly dissimilar from Tracy McGrady. True. Like, True. So if like if we're we think Carmelo Anthony is a Hall of Famer, and we do, but he also did it longer too. That's true. From 03 to fifteen, did we, did we, did we I would count say this last year. I'm not City. counting it. I'm not counting. <laughs> I would say from 03 to to you know 2016. 13 strong years. So, 13 strong years where he was the focal point. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy his first was, year in Toronto, first couple years in Toronto, he, he, was, he was really Vince's team. Then he went right. to Orlando, and he was the man. Right. He in Houston, so about 07, 08. Back-to-back scoring uh, champion. Oh, he was amazing. Right. When Doc Rivers was the coach over there. I and thought the, about it. The biggest endorsement that both of these guys get is from Kobe Bryant said it was the toughest to guard him. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest endorsement that both of their Hall of Fame endorsement. 
Yeah, because Tracy did. He did say that about Tracy. Because they say who is Kobe? Who's the toughest player as a guard? They're waiting on him to say LeBron. Oh God, Carmelo, Tracy. Because they, I mean, they're they're bigger than me. They're physical. LeBron's not physical. So I mean, he can play on the perimeter. That that's what I want you to do. And so Melo gonna go down. He gonna fight with you. He, he always says like Melo's a bear. Like he gonna he gonna always try to be physical. That's what he likes to do. Is is feel people pushing up against him. And Tracy McGrady, he was like, I mean, he's a similar version of me, just two or three inches taller. Like, he had every move in his arsenal. That I had. That I had. And so that's why I'm saying I don't think Tracy McGrady's Hall of Fame talent, I don't think he doesn't have Hall of Fame talent. I think his you career. Think he, you don't think he had a Hall of Fame career. Right. I don't okay. think he did it long enough. His cousin, Vince Carter, he's done it for 20, he's 41 years old. That's a Hall of Famer. That's wild. Still find a way in the rotation. That's a Hall of Fame. He's really the wild thing about Vince is he's really adapted his game. He's ha- like he's become. And that's what I'm saying, if you if you've done it for long enough, then you have to learn that your new athleticism skills. dwindles down. You're gonna have to find something else to go to. Vince was half man, half amazing. amazing. Then he realized he had half knees, so he had to have a <laughs> had to have, have a half, half version of a jump shot. You know what I mean? So he he figured he figured it out, and. Did Vince Carter win a championship with the with no. the with the Mavs? No, he came after that, didn't he? Yes, he had a big shot to beat the Spurs. I mean, to beat the Spurs. That in, was uh, the, the twenty fourteen playoffs. We right. we went down two one. We, we we they took us to game seven. Okay, that's the that's the we beat the Heat in the, uh, in the finals. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so I, look, I remember that year perfectly, man. That Vince has never won a ring, um, but he he's a first ballot guy. I just. When Tracy was my initial reaction when they made Tracy McGrady Hall of Famer, I was like, I, my my gut feeling was he he don't really seem like a Hall of Famer to me. I feel like he's a YouTube Hall of Famer. He's a YouTube sensation. You look him up, you watch his highlights, you oh my oh 13, Jesus. 13 and thirty five seconds. Yeah. Where are your playoff moments? I've I've never seen a playoff McGrady moment. I'll say this in Orlando. There wasn't anything around. Grant Hill was right. injured. Right. That they tried to get Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan decided to right. stay in San Antonio. And they had they had Doc Rivers for a hot second. Doc Rivers coach of the year. And then and that they opened up the next year. They went like one in nineteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Doc Rivers gets fired, and Tracy gets traded to the uh, to the Rockets for Steve Francis and I want to say Catino Mobley. I think so. So I think Tracy has. I see what you're saying. You remember the point when people were the, there was an argument who's better, Kobe or or Tracy McGrady? Yes. In foolishness. And it, retrospectively, now, now it's now it's foolish. Retrospectively, it looks crazy. But, but then at the time, you're like, Tracy got an argument. Hey, I mean, he could, he could hoop, man. Like he could put the ball in a bucket. I just I didn't see him do it long enough. And I was in Houston. I was like, come on, Tracy, like. <laughs> like what else you got? That's it. That's it. Come on, Tracy. Like they, I remember they had that first round series against Dallas. It was like a four or five matchup. Like and they went to Game Seven. They got run by forty. Jerry Stackhouse and Dirk. And that was the time he dunked on Sean Bradley. Something nasty. Right. Okay, well that that's a playoff highlight. That's a playoff highlight. Um. So that that's really my two cents on on. You know, Tracy. I feel it, man. We got we to gotta go to break. Got to leave it right there. When we come back, playoff matchups. 
It's the most about to be the most wonderful time of the year, Kennedy Miller. I'm so excited. 40 games and 40 nights. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yes, sir. When we come back, we're going to go through the playoffs. Are we going to give an NBA champion? Do you want to? We can. We got the time. We can do it. All right, man. When we come back, we're going to go through the NBA playoff matchups. Don't go too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the game plan. Alex Goodwin is my name. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin. TSM again, that's at Alex Goodwin. TSM. T as in Tyler. S as in Stafford. M as in. Hmm. I don't want to go with Madisonville. Monroe. Kennedy. Yes, sir. Where can they find you on Twitter, dog? You can find me at underscore Kennedy Miller. Underscore. Uh, underscore Kennedy, as in the former president, John F., and the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller underscore. All right, all right. Last segment of the show here today, NBA playoffs are starting on Saturday. Kennedy Miller, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I don't care about Christmas. When that, this is almost like uh, the it's almost biblical. Remember how they say forty days and forty nights? Right. Yes, sir. Forty games and forty nights. Yes, sir. I'm ready for it. Man. Oh man, it's my favorite time of the year. I can watch basketball all night long and just overdose on it. Mm-hmm. So, the Western Conference playoff seedings are not set yet, but we have the East. We can go through the East to close this bad boy out. So, Milwaukee against Detroit, Toronto, Orlando, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Boston, Indiana. All right, Kennedy, but we'll go through each of these series, and we're going to go through the entire Eastern Conference playoffs just, just quickly. I don't even think we need to spend time on Bucks, Pistons, and Raptors magic, do we? No. All right, Bucks and Raptors in five. Or we go? Do we, do we give the rap? Do we give the Pistons and the Magic a game? No. Two sweeps. Maybe mm, no. Yeah, two sweeps. All right. Lakers. Excuse me, Lakers. Oh Jesus, Seventy Sixers. You didn't have to say Oh Jesus. You could have just said My bad. <laughs> I realize. No. Bottom of the barrel. Go on. <laughs> That's dirty. That's dirty, man. And the words of Lil Boosie. Yeah, but that's the point of no return. <laughs> that's the point of no return. 76ers and Nets. Celtics Pacers. Celtics Pacers should be a pretty good series. Yeah. The Pacers going to play really hard. I think the Celtics will probably win in like five. Maybe Indiana steals one on the road. But I, I think... You know, Indiana will win one at home, and, and the Celtics will finish them out. I'm going to say Celtics and six in that series. Okay. If they, they had Oladipo, I think go six or seven. If they had Oladipo, I think they can win. Given how dysfunctional this the this, this, this Celtics team has been, given the fact they're going to be missing Marcus Smart, 
Right, right. Uh, Kyrie Irving, like they're not gonna get anything from, much of anything from Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie Irving may be disengaged, right? right. Brad Stevens hasn't figured out how to coach this basketball team with all this talent on it yet, right? Mm-hmm. Nate McMillan. He should be a coach of the year candidate. I think Nate McMillan probably should be coach of the year. Him or the Brooklyn coach. Him or uh, Kenny Atkinson Kenny or Atkinson. Mike Malone. Right. And Greg Popovich. Or Greg Popovich. We always got an argument for Coach Pop. But I'm going to go Celtics here in six. I think Indiana's going to be able to hold court at home. You know, I think they've still got Miles Turner. They've still got Sabonis. Like, this is a well-coached – this is a good basketball team. And they're greater than the sum of its parts at this point without Victor Oladipo, right? So I think they go to six. And they really capitalize off of, like, the dysfunction that's kind of going on with the Boston Celtics, right? But I do think Celtics advance. So the Bucks would meet. Oh, so the Raptors would meet the Celtics in the next round. We'll get to that series. Maybe things will play out in a second. Sixers and Nets. The Celtics are four. It, that's a four and five matchup. Yeah, right? Celtics and Pacers four and five. So they they'd actually meet Milwaukee next. Because the the right. first team always right. plays a four seed, and the second will play. The you're third. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So they would. So the Bucks would play the Celtics, and the Raptors would play play, Philly. play Philadelphia. So okay. how many games do you give the Nets against? Who are they playing against? Philadelphia. How many games is Joel Embiid gonna miss? Okay, we're not sure yet. We're not sure yet. You know, he, he's doubtful for the first game. I think Philadelphia is going to win maybe in five. Like, I, I think they're in the same boat with Indiana. They're going to play hard. They're probably going to win one game at home based mm-hmm. on, you know, role players play better at home. The crowd is going to be behind them. Energy. Um, but I think I think Philadelphia has got too much of a scoring punch to for Brooklyn to stand a chance. I'd agree there. So, I'm going to go with Philadelphia in probably five games. Okay. Philadelphia has the home court advantage. Philadelphia, I would say, has the better coach, right? If Embiid misses a ball game, like I think they can win a few games without Joel Embiid. Right, I do too. Yeah, I think given you have Harris, Butler, yes. and Simmons, and you've got a guy like Reddick who's played in big moments, got a your backups, uh, Boban Marjanovic is nobody as tall as that guy in the league. I don't believe. Huge, huge man, huge man. Jonathan Simmons off your bench, like. McConnell, like, they're deep enough. They've got enough there. This is a Brooklyn team that I think none of us thought they would be there, right? Like, just, like, the fact that Brooklyn is here is win enough. This team is trending in the right direction. But that's what also, in my opinion, makes Brooklyn really dangerous, is that they have nothing to lose. Right. Right? And that they're playing, like, they're so inexperienced, they don't even realize the gravity of the moment. You know what I mean? So, and a team that has nothing to lose is really dangerous. They're going to fight now. Like, D'Angelo Russell's going to come to play. This is going to be a good series. Like, a good – it's going to be more competitive than the overall result will indicate. True. But I'm going to give it to Philadelphia in five. It's going to be a hard-fought five. But Philly in five. Okay. So, then our next round, you said – because I always, I always mess up the brackets and stuff. So, the Bucks would play – The first would play the fourth. So, one plays four. Boston. B- Bucks and Celtics. So – I can't pick the Celtics in good faith. As inconsistent as they've been all season long, right? As, you know, hot and cold 
We don't know what we're going to get out of Kyrie Irving. No Mark is smart. At least the first round. I would be shocked if the Bucks won this series. You'd be shocked if they did? Yes. Against the Celtics? Yes. Talk to me, Kennedy Miller. Please, please help me out here. I don't I, – I think the Bucks were a really good regular season team. I think Giannis is next up. But until I see it, I don't know if they can beat them. I think the Celtics – obviously, they've had a lot of issues this year. But if they put it together, they probably still on paper – Probably have the best roster top to bottom in the East. And I think Philadelphia will be second to that. But my thing is, is can we, def- after what we've seen this season from the Boston Celtics, can we, de- like, this team isn't dependable. Right. And can we depend on Giannis? That's a very fair point. Like, can can we depend on the whole not being able to shoot, putting a big man on them, like, I mean, he scored 53, I want to say, last week against Philadelphia. Yeah. They had Joel Embiid on him. Like, Al Horford, I think, will do a pretty good job on trying to contain him um, and keep him out of the paint. And I think over a span of seven games. You wear him down? Maybe. I mean, who? I mean, Chris Middleton is an all-star. You got Bledsoe. <clears throat> you got Bledsoe. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, who's hurt right now. Trooper. Brooke Lopez. He's out. Brooke Lopez. I'm not sure if they have enough. I like I like I said, I would be shocked if they get past Boston. And I'd definitely be shocked if they got to the finals. Okay. Now, would it be a cool thing to see? Sure. I'm not saying I'm rooting against them. Okay. But if I were to have to bet money, you I'm can put going your money on Brad Stevens. With Brad Stevens, I'm going to bet on Kyrie Irving because I've seen them do it before. Okay, so my deal with Kyrie's always been this, right? We've never seen Kyrie be the best player on a uh, championship team, True. right? Like last year, they got to the game. They got to games with the conference finals Without with Ky- with Kyrie Irving sitting in a pair of sweats. Mm-hmm. You know, we've not seen Kyrie be the best player on a team, a successful team. Right. This has been the first year he's been the best player on a team throughout the full year. We're going to see them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what he has. So, like you said, the jury's out on Giannis. The jury's, in my opinion, is out on Kyrie Irving That's as the point. best player on the team. Like, we've seen Kyrie make big shots in Cleveland. We've seen him mm-hmm. make that shot over Steph Curry in Game 7 to win the finals. Right? Well, I'm not saying Kyrie Irving's not a good or great player, mm-hmm. but he hasn't been the guy on a team that's winning anywhere. Right? right? So, now that the eyes are solely on him, right? If the young guys don't play well, it's on the young guys because they're young. We'll, we'll explain that away, right? With Kyrie, we won't. You know, so and given the, the fact that his team's inconsistencies all year, I don't, I, I don't expect much out of Gordon Hayward. I'm gonna go with the team that's been most consistent. I'm going with the team that's, that's been the be, that's been better coached all year. You know, the team that I think could make it to the finals. I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Bucks. And you're gonna go with the Celtics, right? Yes. Okay, that's fair. I mean, they they have the best record in the NBA for a reason. They've been almost dominant. Yeah. And, and their style of play and with so many shooters surrounding Giannis, it's going to be tough. Like, these four teams. Uh, Top four are real tough. Bucks, Celtics, Philly, and, and Toronto are, are really like 1A, 1B, 1C, and 1D. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, two of those teams are better, like, are after Golden State. 
are the best teams in basketball. And so for the next one, Toronto and Philly. So yours would be Toronto and Philadelphia, and mine's would be one and two, one versus two. Are you saying like I think the Bucks are gonna win? Okay, so you I'm have ta- the Bucks in the conference finals. Yes, against Toronto. Oh, okay. okay. I'm taking Toronto. I don't think uh, I think Toronto beats the six week. Let's go. Let's move to that one now. Okay. I think Toronto beats uh, Philadelphia. I do too. Uh, my biggest thing is one of my biggest things: Ben Simmons' lack of ability to shoot the basketball. Shoot. Like can't shoot, won't shoot. At least Russell Westbrook tries and tries to keep him honest, but he, to a fault, right? Ben Simmons cannot shoot the basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I'm talking about San Antonio now when I say this. You've got a dominant defensive wing in Kawhi Leonard, right? You've got a high level top six, top seven defensive shooting guard, perimeter shooting guard in Danny Green. Right. Well, you think he's a top six, seven shooting guard? No, 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 no. Defensive. Okay. Defensive. Okay, okay. Like, as far as I probably worded that terribly. Okay. Like, as far as perimeter. Right. Three, he's a three and D guy. Three and D guy. Like, he's one of your top seven, eight, like, defensive shooting guards in the league. You got Kyle Lowry. You got Kyle Lowry. Eight, top nine. Top nine guard. point guard. And, and this, the NBA is loaded with, with really good guards. Siakam's come on. Like, Siakam's really, I think he's the most improved player in the NBA this year. Wait a minute. D'Angelo Russell, it's a tough one. Um, that that is a tough one. That, that, I, me, it's, it's not clear cut. But. Yeah, like, I think Siakam has a definite argument for being most improved player the most mm-hmm. improved player this season. You know, Margasol is a great passer up front. Right. You know, that was a good move. And personally, I think, like as far as your uh, Toronto's guys that can get their shot on the perimeter, I take Kawhi Leonard before I take anybody before I take any of Philadelphia's wings. I take Kawhi every day of the week. Take him for Jimmy, Tobias, Ben oh, Simmons. I mean, yeah, Kawhi, I would say that Kawhi is the best player on the floor. He's the best player. Is he the best player in the conference? I said so initially when he got traded. Now, I mean, there's an argument for Kyrie. Obviously, Giannis came on and beat. But my initial reaction was, hey, I mean, it's only one Finals MVP over there, and only one defense player. That well. Only one finals MVP and defensive player. player of the year. Um, but I think now it, it's like I said that that's a kind of one A one B type. It's really you can't go wrong with either of them. Your preference as far as Embiid, Kyrie, Kawhi, and Giannis. I would say I take Ka- Kawhi because he's a better shooter than Giannis. Giannis. I think okay. I, I think that boosts Kawhi at one. So my thing is Raptors and Sixers. One, your best wing player can guard anything from four through one, right? Danny Green, you know, can guard pretty much one through three. Siakam can probably slide from four to one. Gasol is a great passer. You got Kyle Lowry steady at the point guard spot. I trust them more than I trust the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. I, I just do, right? I, and Embiid going up against, like, seasoned bigs in the playoffs last season, we saw his struggles against Al Horford. He's going, he's going to run up against Mark Gasol this postseason. And Aaron Baines. And, and Aaron Baines, even though Baines kept getting yammed on. But, right. you know, seasoned bigs give Embiid issues and give Embiid trouble. Well, I mean, I think he kind of lets them off the hook a lot by settling for a lot of jumpers. 
And that's been the biggest knock is, like, he can be as dominant as well, but he settles for a lot of jumpers. And, I mean, he only shoots, like, 32%, which isn't horrific. It's not, it's not bad for a big guy. Russell Westbrook-like, but it, it you could you could do better by living in the post. So who are you going with? I'm going with the the Raptors. I okay. think the Raptors going to win it and maybe hopefully that one goes 7 games. And then so mine would be the Celtics and Raptors. Okay. I think the Celtics win that. I think the Celtics go to the finals and they Whoa. give Golden State a run for their money. So you think again I don't want to make it sound like I'm saying what you're saying is ridiculous but right. when I say you when people say you think it's often like a native connotation, like right. somebody saying something stupid. So, you think the Celtics are going to be able to get past all I this dysfunction? If they can put it all together, mm-hmm. they still have the top-to-bottom best roster in the East. And I I said from the jump that I thought that the Celtics would make the finals this year. I've said it all year. Initially, I said I thought the Celtics would win the finals this year. Um, but I'm just going to stick with them going to the finals for now because of so much dysfunction. But I just – I have to see these other teams in postseason to believe it. I like, see what you're saying. I, I think the next one that I would bet on is is the Bucks because they've been so good this year. Okay. Um, But it's like arguments for and against each one. Absolutely. Now, my thing with the Celtics is you said we haven't seen these other teams put it together, right? Right. We haven't seen this Celtics true. team as currently constructed with Hayward and That's true. Kyrie Irving put it together. But it's like we'll see them go down for, like, they'll lose six of eight. Then they'll win. Nine or ten. Right. And so it's like, well, they show stretches where they can be really good. Then you watch them play against Golden State. They blow them out in Golden State. And the second one, they play a really good game. And it's like, well, if they get there, I know they're going to put up a good fight. They're equipped to do it. They're equipped to do it. And I think they're the best equipped team in the East to do it as far as how much star power they have, how well they play defensively and coaching. I'd agree. That's the other thing. I trust Brad Stevens more than I trust Nick Nurse is about to enter his first coaching. Oh, oh that's his name. Playoff I, forget, why yeah. I, I barely remember that guy's Nick name. Nick Nurse. Brett Brown got is re- really outcoached last year against Brad Stevens. Yeah. And – um, Mike Budenholzer, who last time he had a team this good, they got swept in the conference finals. I mean, we're talking they're, about – Not the same team, though. Not, I mean, they didn't have Giannis. Like, I mean, they were a 60-win Hawks team, but we – They didn't have anybody we, we any, any of us really thought were that right. good. Right. But we've seen Mike Budenholzer – The point I make, we've seen him on the biggest stage look like they weren't even supposed to be here. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about, like, LeBron, LeBron has, a, has a habit of doing that to people. Like in, as in. the Raptors, yes, I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm going to say it's going to be the finals in the North. I think we're going to Bucks Raptors. I think that's I think that's oh, the conference okay. finals. That's that, yeah. That's I think that's my conference final. <sighs> this is hard. This one is really hard because I'm we're talking about two. Be intrigued by these matchups, and like the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be so much more intriguing than the West. Right. Like my, and I would argue the East is probably better top to like the top. The East top four is better than the West top four. I agree. Like, because in the West, you have Golden, Golden State, State, Denver, Denver Houston, Houston, Portland. Portland. Portland's not better than any of those four teams. No, Portland's not better than any of those four teams. Can we make the argument that Houston's better than any of those four? Houston is probably better than Philadelphia. 
Um, it would be tough. I I think I don't think on paper they are, but I think if they play, Houston will win. Okay. But Philadelphia has the second best starting lineup in the, in the NBA. NBA behind Golden State. Um, like Bucks Raptors, it come for me. Like this this is a really a tough one. This is really really rough for me. Right. Because I I think Giannis is a superstar. I agree. I like what they've got there, but you know you're probably gonna say I want to hate this guy, but I can't. You got them, but I mean you got them Raptors in. I'm gonna go with the Raptors. You got the finals going to the North. I do, and that's the, the NBA does not. The two teams the NBA does not want the finals are the Milwaukee Bucks or the Toronto Raptors. I'm like, oh God, no. Is is Toronto winning the finals? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, but I think Toronto makes it to the finals. Uh, like I said, Kawhi Leonard, the reason I place him a hair above Giannis, Antetokounmpo. Ooh, I said the, I got the last name right. right. Kawhi's ability to shoot the ball, right? Kawhi can get his buckets from the three-point line, right? And I've seen Kawhi make clutch free throws, right? We've seen him do it. Kawhi can get you his 30 in an efficient manner. Then he can go on the other end and lock your guy up, right? They've got a Danny Green there. They've got a Lowry there, right? Gasol has playoff experience, a lot of playoff experience with Memphis. They've been in the conference finals, I'm going to say twice. Like I they, think it was just once when they, they, they lost, beat lost. the Spurs. No, they, they got swept by the Spurs in the in conference finals. I remember that. Yeah, I, I think that's the one time that they've been. Yeah, okay, I, I said twice. My fault. No, it's okay. It, he has a lot of playoff experience. Tons of playoff experience there, right? I think it, with the Bucks. With Giannis, like you said, we haven't seen him do it. So if we're going off of precedent, I have to lean on Kawhi Leonard. I have to lean on a Danny Green, who's been there, who's done it, made big shots in the finals. You know, I'm going to go with the Raptors here. In seven. In seven. Like, it's going to be an epic. So I think the Raptors make the finals. You're going with the Celtics. Yes. Why do I feel like we both gonna be wrong? <laughs> I, hey, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be okay because any of those four teams, I'm okay with. Like if Philadelphia were to make the finals, I would actually love that. I just don't think they. I just will. don't think they will. I feel you. If Milwaukee were, that would be interesting. Giannis versus KD. Oh God, that would be heaven. That would be very interesting. Steph Curry with contacts in now. Didn't think he was shooting. He was legally blind. Ray Charles out there shooting them three. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Twenty million dollars, fifteen million dollars. That's how much they paying a blind man. Oh. All right, everybody. We are out of time here on today's show. Kennedy Miller, my man, I thank you for hanging out with me again this week, dog. I appreciate it, man. Let the folks know where they can find you on your social media, man. One more time, underscore Kennedy Miller, underscore. Underscore Kennedy, like the former president, John F., mm-hmm. and like the former wrestler, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy Miller, underscore. All right, all right. You haven't had any trouble switching from the Clutch Kid? No, no. Clutch Kid is far gone. He's gone. He's gone. Just like that. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Goodwin TSM. Again, that's Alex Goodwin TSM. Follow the show on Twitter as well, folks. 
I haven't thrown that out here all, so I forgot. Game plan. T S M T as in Tom. Tom. I was trying to go with cities in Texas. Oh, okay, okay, okay. T as in Texarkana. That's good. Texarkana. T as in Texarkana. S as in Ooh, Jesus. San Marcus. San Marcus. There we go. Okay. That's the S and the M, matter of fact. Oh, right. I didn't even Texarkana, San Marcus. Right. Game plan TSM. Holler at us. Most of all, folks, we got to thank you guys for hanging out with us. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, we thank you guys for listening. This has been the game plan. For Kennedy Miller, I'm Alex Goodwin. We shall see you guys next week. <laughs>